From our gospel today, do not be afraid. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. George Bailey. George Bailey. It's a name that lives on as a reminder of the essence of the Christmas message. It's a Wonderful Life is one of the most iconic Christmas movies, and the protagonist of this film is George Bailey. He is a man who consistently gives up his desires and dreams for the sake of others. Now, when a foolish mistake is made by his business partner, it leads to a shortfall of funds in his small savings and loans institution, just as the bank auditor is deployed to check on the books. Now, George approaches the consistent antagonist of the town, a slumlord whose finances sort of fund the, the underworld of the, of the town, a person who is an untransformed Scrooge or a Jacob Marley by the name of Mr. Potter. And Mr. Potter, as we all know, turns George away. Incidentally, we know that Mr. Potter is the mastermind behind the shortfall of funds. Poor George Bailey. He figures out that his life is financially worth more dead than alive. So he thinks. And he plans to take his own life on Christmas Eve. But then through the intervention of a guardian angel named Clarence, he is reminded about the lives that he touches and how different the community would be without George Bailey. How many of us sitting in this room deal with anxiety, self-doubt, and wonder whether we are just going through the motions of life? Themes of depression, disillusionment, rejection, failure, and hopelessness run rampant through the film. And then the film is rooted in the core themes of the Christian message in the gospel. God discloses the miracle of love made real in the form of the baby Jesus. In the words of the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, what happens when God becomes man is not simply an emergency plan to tidy up the forgiveness of our sins, but a matter of relaying to us the fact of who we are made to be. We become delivered from the myth of self-sufficiency, of thinking that the world is all about us, and the diabolical urge to think again and again that somehow we in our lives are able to set our own agendas. For that is the greatest toxic paradox. When we feel that it's all about us and the burdens of the world rest upon us, when we feel that, we feel the paradox of isolation. Just like George Bailey is reminded in the movie that he is not alone in the world, Mary and Joseph are not alone in the world. 
The shepherds were not alone. They have God. They have Christ. They have each other. God's love is made known to a woman who did not have an Ivy League pedigree, an aristocratic background, or what the world would consider magazine beauty. God's love is made known to a man who is a regular Joe, who works with his hands and tries to do the right thing day in and day out. God's love is made known to shepherds, yes, smelly folks who are out in the fields, who are transients, people who are needed yet looked down upon. God's love even appears to wise men, royalty, who have no other choice but to bend their knees, bend the knees of their heart when they see the baby Jesus. God's love has the potential to transform a heartless world of Mr. Potter's into a world of love, where one's worth is not based on what, was, what, uh, on what one has. God's love shows up in community of care and concern that lifts us up whenever we feel down. God can also show up and invite even the darkest Mr. Potter or Mr. Scrooge to confront that love and be transformed by love. The Christmas story is a story of God's sovereignty, amazing grace, divine purpose, and a wonderful life where the problems of life do not disappear, for we can never escape them, but we can confront them and answer them because God shows up in the form of love, in the form of angels, in the form of people who care. Just like Clarence, the angel, says about George. Strange, isn't it? Each human's life touches so many other lives. When one isn't around, one leaves an awful hole. Doesn't one? Christmas is about recognizing that love. That despite our circumstances in life, God loves you and me for who we are and calls us to journey with him. You are invited, my brothers and sisters, on this Christmas to see and experience the love of God. Love that is pure, unmotivated by what you have, what you've done, or who you think you are. A love that is set forth because God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So this Christmas, take that very message with you. That is your message. Let that message rest and dwell within you. May you live that message, the message that God loves you in your lives, now and forevermore. Amen.